This episode is brought to you guys by my friends at Pariente Mix, located on 3 North Smith, Aurora, Illinois, 60505. They're going to be having their first night pop-out July 22nd from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. They're going to have a mechanical bull, a DJ, a grupo, and they're even going to have free tacos sponsored by State Farm. Uh, of course, those are going to be for a limited time, so make sure to follow Pariente Mix on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram to keep up with the details and for them to let you know what time the free tacos are going to be there. I'll be there, so come through, man. Say what's up. You already know I'm going to be in that bitch maxing on all of these cada. Let's get it. I'll see you guys at Pariente Mix July 22nd. That's going to be 3 North Smith, Aurora, Illinois, 60505. Let's get into this episode. Yo, 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 what's up, what's up? Welcome back to the Talk of My Shit podcast with your boy Too Skinny, a.k.a. Mr. Sold Out, a.k.a. There's No More Tickets Left, a.k.a. Stop fucking asking me if there's any more tickets, bitch. I've been promoting this shit for a month. You niggas was not buying shit. Now that this shit sold out, everybody was, oh, I'm, I was about to get my shit, bro. I was about to get, bitch, fuck you, dog. Now you can watch from the outside. Now I'm... <laughs> I'm gonna be like that fucking uh I'm gonna be like Chris Brown. What, what is it? How you hate from outside the club? You can't even get in. <laughs> One, two, <laughs> I'm gonna start pop locking dancing, nigga. Fuck wrong with y'all. But I, I appreciate bottom of my heart. Thank you guys for real. Aurora, you guys never fucking let me down. Fuck any nigga that ever tried to make it out of here. And quit because they were like, Aurora never shows any love. Aurora never supports. Woo, woo, woo. I told y'all motherfuckers, I fuck with y'all since day one. Y'all fuck with me since day one. And I've never had the issue about people not supporting. And one of the things that helped me kill this mindset 100% is that people, I've heard a lot of comedians, like especially, you know, people that are successful in the industry say that nobody owes you shit. Nobody has to share your shit. Nobody has, nobody has to come to your show. Like you, you feel me? Like people, people, I've seen people cancel shows because they say, oh, you know, this fucking place doesn't support or whatever. It's not that like people don't know your shit. People don't have to come to your shit. You have to give them a reason for them to come. You know, you got, they have to come to other shows and they'll say, oh, he puts on a good show. Let's go to the next one. You, you know, you do word of mouth, you invite more motherfuckers, but again, nobody owes you shit. So I always kind of. I kept my head down. If there was ever a time I did a show, and there was many where I did shows in Aurora and nobody came, whether you know, even if I was in the headliner or whatever, that people just didn't come, you know. And, and like I, at that point, I was trash. So I can't blame people for not wanting to sit through trash comedy, you know. But I worked hard, you know. And, and I mean, shit, we I've been putting in hella work. We've all been putting in hella work. And I mean, perfecting the craft and wanting people to fucking you know want to come to the show. And I mean, you know what I'm saying? We sold this bitch out, Copley theater is sold out now so once again thank you aurora for real and and also thank the guys at daily insomnia for putting this whole thing together again they're the producers of the show so i don't want to take any credit for them you know i i love working with people that want to want the show to succeed as much as you you know what i'm saying because like me as a comedian i wish every show was packed out i wish every show was sold out if it was in a fucking basement a rooftop a big room a small room i want to have it packed because that's what makes comedy great you know everybody enjoying the shit or whatever but a lot of times you find yourself with especially with like comedy clubs they got shows every night they're not gonna pr promote your show just as hard or or private private shows independent shows you know sometimes people think oh i don't want to be the guy that 
that's always on my story. Uh, they call it in comedy. They call it barking. Like you don't want to be the guy that's barking. That means that you're basically forcing that shit people down throat. But you know what? This is a fucking business. And posting on your story is fucking free. If you don't like watching that shit every day, then fucking unfollow me. You know. But I've literally been posting it every single day for like damn near three weeks. The Daily and some of the guys have been promoting it on their podcast. You know, they've been posting it, and we've worked hard to basically get rid of all these tickets. And you know, and I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. From the from the outside looking in, it probably feels sweet, but from the inside, I can tell you from all of us that it was a lot of anxiety. You know, it was a lot of because because for like the first you know two months, I mean, up to up to about a week and a half ago, there was about 50 tickets sold. This is about two. It's a 200 seat theater, so that's basically what a fourth of the fucking room so i don't want to do a fucking show for a fourth of the room but you know what i'm saying like i have no other option we're too deep in they put the money up for the venue you know the flyers out the tickets are out like nigga now we gotta do the show it don't matter if 10 tickets are sold so i was like you know what fuck it like I'm going to promote the shit out of this. And, and, and you know, we, we promoted the shit out of it. You know, we had clips come out. JV cut up some clips for me. We released those. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But anyway, point is that we all worked hard. You know, we, word of mouth is a motherfucker. And uh, you guys, you know, never let me down. You guys support. And I want to say a big part of that support is from this fucking podcast. So, you know, I, I always tell you guys that stand up is my 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 number one love which it 100% is but this podcast is second you know what i'm saying like i love the podcast and the podcast is what helped because because you guys get to listen to me every single week whether i have a bad show whether i have a good show i tell you guys exactly how it is you know i i don't fucking sugarcoat shit so you guys kind of like have been with me through this whole fucking journey and i feel like the people that listen to this you know i know there's a lot of people that you know gas is expensive you don't want to go into chicago to the laugh factory because even if i give you free tickets to the laugh factory if i give you the promo code or whatever you still have to drive all the way to the laugh factory you still have to pay for parking like just the drive alone will, will you know people will rather pay $25 here in Aurora just so they don't have to go all the way to Chicago you feel me so I um I appreciate you guys for doing that and and I mean like I said I feel like this podcast is a big reason of why that you know we we're able to sell out you know the, the the big venues every time I'm in Aurora like you guys fuck with me heavy dude I feel like we got a fucking cult nigga like I'm gonna be the next fucking um I'm gonna be the next uh what's that fool's name the, the the Mason guy, not the Mason guy, Charles Manson. Charles Manson. I'm gonna be the next Charles Manson. We gonna we gonna kill everybody, fool. But um, <laughs> the only thing we're killing is our sets, fool. But anyway, so thank you guys, thank you guys for that. Shout out to Daily Insomnia Studios, and of course you already know we got get that shit popping. We got the homie Luis Arevalo, Jamal Sean, Deanna Ortiz, man. It's gonna it's gonna be a fucking night to remember. So I cannot wait to see you guys on Thursday. But anyway. Pa- Fast forward past the past the comedy theater now. Let's get into this podcast because I feel like I haven't talked to you guys in a little bit. I had a I had guests. I had guests like two episodes ago when I had the homies from uh, the same 24 podcast. Uh, that was a fun time. You know, like I said, that podcast wasn't planned, but they were here. I was here. We ended up recording it. And, you know, I liked it a lot. My favorite part of that podcast was the guy that was the main host of the other, po- uh, you know, of their podcast. He came. Like He was a nice guy. Me and him are the ones that were communicating the whole time. And he brought like 
two of his homies over. So I was like, damn, I don't even know who these fools are. You feel me? But I was like, whatever, you know, they, they could come through. So they came through. And while they were here, they were kind of baking him. So I kind of joined on the fun. I was like, fuck it, let's all fry this fool. And we were just talking shit to him on his podcast. Then they came on my podcast. And I was talking shit to him. And there was a point where he said something to me. But the, what I ended up replying was, because uh, he wanted to get the, the home salad or whatever. And I, a house salad, whatever the fuck it is, right? He wanted to get one of those. And he, he'd be a big boy. And I was like, bro, you know, I was like, you big as fuck. Like, why the fuck you want a salad from Domino's or whatever? So it was just a whatever joke, you know, a fat joke hack, I guess you could call it. And this motherfucker, like, he, all he said, he just looked at me in my face and he was like, bro, you're a bitch. And I fucking died laughing, bro. That's my favorite moment of almost any podcast, bro. Because I felt like at that point, he was done with my shit, bro. Like, he was in my crib. He's like, bro, you're a bitch. <laughs> but anyway, uh, shout out to them boys. And then last week, of course, we had Gamal and Ramon from the Daily Insomnia podcast. They came on here. I had a lot of fun having that conversation. And, of course, that definitely pushed ticket sales, you know. And, and I mean, just... Uh, yeah, man, those are some guys that I met this year, and uh, a lot of times, you know, I don't, I, don't, I ain't gonna lie to you guys, I hate meeting new people, like, I, I know you, in this business you have to, because whether you go to a comedy show, like, you're always gonna be bumping shoulders and rubbing elbows and all that with, with people that you don't really know, but you gotta, your network is like, what your, your network, your net worth is your network, or whatever they say, so, you, you, you know, all these people you meet, you never know, uh, you know, they might not say shit to you right there when you meet them, but they might hit you up like a week later on your Insta, like, hey, bro, you want to come on my show or whatever? So you don't never know where a cop opportunity is going to come up about. So they ended up, uh, any, what the fuck was I even talking about? Oh, yeah, they the, the, the guys, you know, we we, we, uh, we, we met this year and uh, anyway, that, that, that conversation went completely to a different place. It wasn't even supposed to go. <laughs> but anyway, Daily Insomnia guys, we met this year. They're cool as fuck. And of course, now we got this project we're working on together and uh you know, we were able to sell it out. So, you know, congrats to them. Congrats to, to everybody involved. You know what I'm saying? JV's been helping me out with the promo. We, I mean, they they actually, the guy, the Daily Insomnia guys were actually downtown Aurora, basically door to door, asking people if they could put flyers up for the show. So, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you give, you, you're, you're from Rockford or from Carpenter, they call it Seaville or whatever, Carpentersville or whatever they're from. They come all the way out here, man, you know, and, and, and are in Aurora and are, are willing to go around and put up posters, you know, asking people, you know, businesses and shit like that. I respect that, bro. And I, I would love to continue working with guys who care that much about putting a great production together. So shout out to the Daily Insomnia guys. Now, as far as for me, what I got to talk about this week, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I don't have a fucking, I don't have a notes app full of fucking notes and shit to, 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 to go down and shit. I feel like there's so much shit that's been going on. I mean, we could talk music, but the first thing I want to talk about is the the comedy shows I had last week and the opportunity that came about this week. So it's a lot, actually. So the first thing I want to talk about was uh, on Friday, I did a show. Shout out to Ruben Ramirez, a.k.a. Baby Orchata. I, uh, he, he booked me for his Fuego Fridays comedy show at the Red Room. He had me headline. He wanted me to do 20 minutes there. And uh, when I got to the place, I love that venue because it's small, it's intimate, and it's still legit. Like, they have a stage, a good mic. Like, it, it's a great room for comedy, honestly. I actually was supposed to do the opening night of that comedy club when it opened, but I, I got booked for something else. And I had, oh, I got booked for my first ever uh, headlining weekend at the Comedy Shrine. Shout out to the Comedy Shrine. I think they're already out of business or closed down, I think. But, but shout out to them. That's where I got my start at, you feel me? But anyway, um, 
they, they were supposed to book me and I didn't do it. But anyway, I went back and I did it and I've done it a couple more times. But this time that I was there was my favorite fucking time because uh, it was a room full of Latinos. You know, Ruben did a good job at doing that shit. And uh, and I was fucking. Yeah, man. I, you know what happened was this this comedy club has like a door that's connected to the bar next door. And the bar next door is like a lounge like they have pool tables, uh, foosball tables, slots, like they have all kinds of shit. So the foosball table just got my attention and uh, I told JV, I was like, fuck it, let's play because I was headlining so I had to go at the end. So I was probably going to have to wait like an hour and a half anyway before I even performed. So we had to, some time to kill. The room is, like I said, the room is small. So it was pretty packed. It was almost sold out. I think he was only like a couple tickets from selling out. So it was basically sold out. So I didn't want to be in there because I'd be getting anxiety and shit. Like, I'm a big motherfucker, you know? So I was like, let's go over here. So we ended up playing foosball for, like, the whole time right before I had to go on stage. So by the time, like, it was my time to go up, I was, like, sweating, boy. I was sweating. I was hot. Like, my energy was good. And I went on stage, bro, and I just started fucking ripping that shit up. It was such a good time, bro. I got comfortable. And, and, and I don't know, man. I, I just been, like, lately, ever since that shit I told y'all that happened to me with Fab Monroe, where she had me going on stage and I was up there stuttering and nervous, having a whole fucking breakdown. Ever since that day, bro, my shit has been going up because I kind of been determined. I was like, you know what? I got to give this shit my all. Like, this is what I fucking love. Like, what the fuck am I doing half-assing shit? You feel me? So, lately, it's just been a lot of fucking fun. I ended up doing... I think I did more than 20 minutes. I think I probably did, like, 25 minutes that day. And then the next day, it was, I was excited because I was going to do three shows, dog. I, I, I got booked for a... I got booked for a... So it was actually my boy Jesus. Shout out Jesus, the producer. He uh, so he 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 had a fucking baby shower. He he he's about to he's about to have his baby. So he uh, he had a baby shower. So we went to the baby shower. I had like to plan out my day. I went to the baby shower from like five. To, to like eight and then they had us play the baby shower games and shit you feel me um the one where they, they make you suck the fucking they put all the juice in the baby bottles and all the hombres gotta play and you guys gotta suck the juice out of out of the baby bottle boy i cheated like a motherfucker i, I bit the shit out of that nipple boy i bit the shit out of the nipple i, I pretended it was a west side thought and i bit the shit out of the nipple no, <laughs> I, bit, I bit the shit out the nipple bro and i fucking won my first my first, dude, they, they had us pick the gifts, right? And I went for the fattest fucking gift because I'm a fucking fat piece of shit. I bought Asado. My mom always used to call me. You know what I'm saying? Like, the niggas that be going for the biggest shit be getting the worst shit. And I went, I got the biggest bag, and it was a fucking blanket. I was like, nigga, the fuck am I going to do with a blanket, bro? Like, like, I wanted some good shit, some candy, something, dog, right? But whatever. So I got the blanket, and then um, I got another gift because... um. What the? F oh, I won a raffle. One of the raffle, dude. I never win shit. I never win shit. I've had the worst luck of my life. Anything I've ever entered, anything I've ever tried to play to win, I've never won. Except that time that I beat Gamal for those twenty dollars that he still owes me. When he when he guessed the song wrong about a or he not guessed the song wrong. He thought in AIO he thought Don Omar was the one that his wife was cheating on. No, Don Omar was the nigga that was taking the bitch from the other nigga. Like. Anyway, the nigga tried. How you gonna tell me, nigga? But anyway, anyway, he owed me twenty dollars, and uh, so I'm gonna need that cash app money sign K E N Y I three. If somebody else want to send me something, go ahead. <laughs> and then, um, so fucking point is that I, I we we played the second game and I got the raffle, and uh, and uh, I I picked another gift. So I'm thinking, all right, this is gonna be the good one, and it was a fucking. Um, 
I don't. It's like a mirror with light, so it's like a little vanity. It's obviously for a, for a girl, you know, or whoever does their makeup and shit. But obviously, a nigga like me gonna improvise, so I use it to do coke now. Obviously, I haven't I haven't busted open yet, but it's 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 somewhere in this house, I think. <laughs> but but we I won those two gifts anyway, and then I had to shoot out of there because I had a show at uh, at nine p.m. I had a show at the Second City, and I did I I did a show there, and I ain't gonna lie to y'all, bro. It was like maybe 18 people there, if not less, maybe, I'd probably say between 16 and 18, I'd probably say total, including comics, JV, which basically a comic, everybody, and, uh, but I told him, I was like, put me up early, so I went up second after the, after the host, and, um, bro, I, I still had fun, like, I had fun, and the people laughed at all my whole set, so I was, like, feeling good, I was on fire, I was like, bet, then I went to the Lincoln Lodge, and by the way, we were drinking already, day drinking at the baby shower, so I'm kind of buzzed, bro. And I we go to fucking we go we go to the second show. The second show is at the Lincoln Lodge in Logan Square. So we go all the way across not across the city, but it's like a couple neighborhoods down. And we go over there and then we we I go that room was packed, which is now, by the way, I should announce I'm producing another show in Chicago. I'm co-producing, sorry. So my boy Tiger Theory, aka Gabriel, he he does a show called Laugh Now, Cry Later. You've seen me post it on my Instagram story. This is why. Um, he runs a show at the Lincoln Lodge and it's a great show. I've been on it before a couple times and he, he asked me to help him co-produce it and I'm happy to join his team and it's a small room. So it's only like, I think maybe 50 tickets total, if not less. So it should be easy to sell out every month and I'm happy to join him. And he's a fucking, I love his creativeness and I love the way, you know, he, I just love his whole swag, bro. Like he's a cool motherfucker. So I'm happy to be joining the homie Gabriel. So y'all make sure to come through, laugh now, cry later. It's going to be a dope show. But anyway, he had a packed room on Saturday. So that show started at 930. So I go from one show straight to the other. Then I was supposed to go up right away after the host. But since I got there late, they put me right before the headline which is uh, Sarah Perry. Shout out to Sarah Perry. So then they put me on stage, bro. I take a shot of Crown Royal right before I go on stage. I had one of them little shooters in my pocket, dog. Don't tell the venue. They're going to fucking ban me. But I end up fucking going on stage, bro. And I end up ripping that fucking room up, bro. I just fucking, I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I got this new pride bit that I, I put up the pride bit, which I'll talk about here in a second. But there's a pride of choke I was working on. It just kind of came about, about out of nowhere at one of the Latin XLs. And I've been trying to work on it ever since. But anyway, I, I, I put that up. I've been working on that joke, so I did that joke, and the fucking crowd was fucking dying laughing, and I put that I put that all on my talk on my shit page too. But anyway, so that we killed that show, and then right after that show, we had a little bit of time to kill before I had to go to the Laugh Factory. I was doing their 11 p.m. show, so I was like, "Fuck it, I'm already getting lit." So the show ends, I'm kicking it at the bar, you know, I'm chopping up with some shorties. They come up to me, they're like, "You're funny," they're like, "What you about to do?" I'm feeling myself, dog. I'm on one. I I just I got a fresh haircut, like no. Nothing can stop me. I'm all the way up. Boy, I was up, nigga. Fuck is you talking about? But anyway, and she's like, yeah, I'm here with my roommate. I was like, dude, I'm here with my roommate. Some two bad shorties. So I was like, what's up? Y'all trying to go to Laugh Factory? They were low-key down, but I low-key wasn't because I was like, I don't know. Like, what the fuck? If I bring these shorties, that means I'm probably going to have to buy them drinks. I'm probably going to So I was like, I was like, I kind of just want to go with JV. Like, let's just get the fuck out of here. So I, was, I told her, I was like, you know what? Let's do this. I was like, how about y'all do what y'all got to do out here? And then I'm going to go do this show real quick, and we can link up after. And they were like, all right, best, say less. So I fucking, me and JV dipped to the Laugh Factory. I'm, I'm, I'm getting to the Laugh Factory, and I'm like, oh, yeah, like, um, well, I wonder what time I'm going to go up. I look at the fucking schedule. I'm last on the fucking list, bro. 
last. And this show starts at 11.30, which you already know shows don't start on time. So it's probably going to start around 11.45, damn near midnight. And then I go last. So I'm thinking to myself, like, dude, I'm probably going to have to go, like, around fucking maybe, maybe 12.45 a.m. Like, maybe, maybe 1 a.m. if I'm looking, like, you know, latest 1 a.m., Bro, it was 1.30 a.m. I was still not on stage, dog. I was still waiting to go up. Like, like, shout out to the Laugh Factory. Shout out to Tiny Thickups who runs the Nasty Show. But, bro, sometimes these shows be dragging. And, we, like, at this point, bro, I'm on the verge of being, like, drunk as fuck. Like, I'm already tipsy as shit. I'm litty as hell. But I, I, I refuse to keep drinking because I, I I refuse to go on stage super, super fucked up. But I was definitely feeling it. And I was almost feeling it so much that when I stopped drinking, because I stopped myself like maybe 30 minutes before I went up, I started to feel the come down hard. And I was just drinking alcohol. I wasn't on anything else. I was just drinking alcohol. And I was like, fuck, like I'm, I'm starting to feel like myself sobering up. And you know when you start sobering up, you start getting bored and tired. So I laid down on a bench on the balcony of the Laugh Factory. And like the place was pretty much packed. So people are downstairs laughing, but I was upstairs and i'm laying on the bench like dude i'm about to fucking pass out but i end up waking up and i i go i fucking take a shot of tequila right before i go on stage and right as as the host is about to bring me on to go on stage bro the her name is tiny thick i'm shout out to her she she's a, she's a she's a uh, black girl from the south side cool as hell i met her when i first started comedy and she was kind of she wasn't starting out but she was barely starting to kind of get booked in the city like in the north side and now she runs her own show at the laugh factory 11 30 friday i mean saturday night so i mean that's a fucking blessing because that room is basically always going to be full no matter what you know so anyway the only thing about that is that some that sometimes she be doing she be trying to do jokes in between comedians and low-key that's good because i mean you know you're on stage it's your show you want to make sure that you know what i'm saying you get you get your jokes off or whatever but sometimes in between comedians it's best to kind of just keep it moving because people are like dude we got shit to do like what what is a one hour and a half show turns into now a two hour show or two and a half hour show you know which is way too long to be sitting on a fucking hardwood chair on top of that if you're sitting in a place for two hours and you're buying drinks especially at the laugh factory that should be getting expensive boy so anyway point is that um Right before she brings me up, she starts doing another joke, and and, and some guy, the guy that's in the front row, because uh, she's doing jokes about, like, pussy and her titties, because it's the nasty show, you know what I'm saying? That's why they have her run that show, because her type of material is kind of like that, you know? So she starts talking about, like, her titties, right? And there's this dude in the front row, and you can tell this old white guy, bald as hell, looking like Dana White, but broke, you know, like, fucking great value Dana White. And she he looks at her, and she's like, and he's like, well, let me see your titties. Because she's talking about her titties. He's like, let me see them. Let me see them. And he's kind of joking around. And then she's like, sir, you're going to have to give me some money if you want to see my titties. Bro, tell me why this fucking white man gets up, bro. Gets up and fucking, um, he fucking gets up. And I don't know how much money he threw, but I'm sure he threw at least $100 bill and a few other maybe 20s and shit. But he threw a few bills at her, bro. She picked all that shit up, bro. And she fucking showed that man her titties, bro. Bra and everything. Like, no bra. Like, I'm talking about real titty, bro. Real titty. Like, you feel me? Like, Pornhub type shit. And the whole crowd went nuts, bro. So I was like, dude, how the fuck am I about to go on stage and follow this? How the fuck am I going to top that? There's nothing that I can say or do that's going to be funnier than what she just did. Crazier than what she just did. 
Then I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, and, and kind of get a light bulb in my head. I'm like, the only way that I can fucking top this is if I take my shirt off too and show him my titties. You know what I'm saying? And now, just so you guys get a perspective, I talk a lot of shit on the podcast. I'm kind of what you would say, fearless or, or not fearless, but like, I, like no me da vergüenza. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't have a shame, no shame, I guess. But, but in reality, it's easy to do it on a podcast because there's no, you guys are not looking at me tell these stories. I'm kind of just in my head with them. And uh, obviously, I record it, and then when it, once it gets put out, it gets put out. You feel me? But, but like right now, there's no live reaction, so I'm just talking shit literally. But anyway, um, even and, and I go on stage and do comedy and everything, but. Again, that's because I'm I'm working like that's what I love to do. It's my set, but like I'm still very shy in some in some ways. Like for example, insecure. I would say not shy, but insecure. So anyway, the point I'm trying to make is I don't even take my shirt off when I'm at the fucking I'm at the at the pools. You feel me? Like or I'm out in public. You know, sometimes fat motherfuckers that take their shirt off. Like I don't take my shirt off. Like I'm mean, I got body issues. I'm fat as hell. I'm like fuck that. I'm not I'm not gonna be the I'm not gonna be the fat motherfucker at the pool with no shirt. Like like ain't nothing wrong with him. You feel? me? Man. And if you fat and you take off your shirt, then more power to you. You feel me? Do your thing, gang. But that's just not what I do. You feel me? I, I take off my shirt at the crib. JV got JV got to see my shit. But <laughs> that's it. You feel me? Like, but but anyway. So I I, I was shy, but at the same time, co comedy is what has pushed me to to limits that I never thought I'd reach. I feel like, and it's pushed me to like do shit I probably wouldn't do regularly or talk about regularly. Um, cause I feel like once you're on stage, you got the lights on you. It almost feels like there's a void cause you don't get to see the audience cause you, all you see is black because all you see are the lights hitting your face. So it's kind of like doing a podcast, but just in person, it just sucks when you don't hear laughter, then you're fucked. But anyway, that doesn't happen to me. <laughs> but, but uh, anyway, so I was like, I have to. So she brings me on stage and I'm on stage. I'm on demon time. I just took a shot of tequila, bro. I walked past the mic. I walk past the mic. I go straight up to this dude. He's in the front row. So if you ever been to Laugh Factory, the front row, you know that you're basically on stage. Like your 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 table is the stage. So you're right there, bro. I don't even like to sit like st stand too close to to the front of the stage because I feel like I'm spitting in the fucking faces of everybody sitting in the front row. So I try to step back a little bit. But anyway, I walk straight up to this guy, bro. My whole stomach out. I lift my shirt all the way up. Pull my whole titties, my stomach, everything. I didn't, I didn't take off my shirt completely, but I just lifted the whole thing up, bro. And I just put my titties in this dude's face, bro. And the whole place went fucking nuts, bro. Like the place went crazy when she t showed her titties too, but when I showed them, it went even crazy. Like it just went, it was roaring. And it, I'm, I'm, again, this we're, we're talking about 1:45 a.m. type shit. It's fucking about to be. By the time I got off stage, it was 2 a.m. So it's it's fucking late as shit. The the crowd is like, bro, we want to go home. We don't want to see no more comedians. So they bring me up, nigga. I pull my shirt up, nigga. That place went nuts, bro. And then I get into my set. At that point, the crowd is so riled up that like my set is just doing good as well. But it's kind of like, obviously, it's not gonna be as loud as when I lifted my shirt. But it still went fire, you know, for a two a.m. show. It was fucking 
gas, bro. And I, I fucking, I got done, bro. I went went outside to the lobby. And I mean, after that, it was all love. Everybody was coming up to me and showing hella love. So I was fucking, you know, I was like, you know what? That was a risk that was worth taking, you know? And obviously, you know, I, I we, we, didn't, we didn't clip it because I, I was like, nigga, 2 a.m.? Like, the fuck? What am I going to record? Like, how hot can this crowd be? But I also didn't know I was going to do that. You feel me? And again, I don't know how it would feel with my whole body on the internet. Like, 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 like people be saying cloud is a hell of a drug, but at the same time, I don't know if I would want that. I don't like, again, I am a little insecure. So anyway, I feel like it was one of those moments that you had to be there, but JV was able to pull his phone out on time and he snuck a little quick, uh, vid or pick. I mean, and uh, I'm going to post that on the talk of my shit page. So if you don't follow that page, follow it. You just see this dude like all scared in front of me. I think he thought I was going to jump on that motherfucker, bro. He looked like he saw a fucking ghost, dog. Had my whole belly up. He probably didn't even see my tail. All he saw, I could just imagine he was just looking under my stomach like, what the fuck? This nigga about to fall on me. But it was it was fun, bro. It was fun. Then the next day, I went out to Chicago. I did the Lobo Them podcast. Shout out Giovanni Diaz. He had me on his podcast. The Lincoln Lounge just built a new studio. They had me on. Uh, it, it was dope to be in there. And, uh, this was Sunday and no work Monday for 4th of July. So after that, we, we, we went to an arcade. We continued the foosball tournament because I had a show at 7 p.m. So I was like, I got a podcast at 3 out there. I don't want to come back home. Uh, I don't want to come back home to Aurora and then go back. Like, this doesn't make sense. So we stayed out there, went to the arcade out there, played foosball. It was a lot of fun. And then from there, I went to go do a show at 7. Uh, it was it was a fun time because there was, I ain't going to lie, it was probably, again, there's probably like, fucking 12 people there if not less and uh there was somebody in the front right in the front row it was this little white boy and i thought it was like a a, a older white boy because he kind of had like a he had a big body you know he was built like a fucking modern 16 17 year old <coughs> but anyway so i'm talking to this boy right i'm like what's up and i hear his voice and i was like oh you're a girl i was like oh this motherfucker is you know a stud I was like, oh, my fault. Like, I didn't know. You feel me? So, so I'm, because I'm calling him dude and bro. And then I'm like, oh, my fault. Like, I didn't know. Are you, are you a female? And when I said that, that's when JV yelled out from the back, oh, he's 13. I guess another comedian had asked him before I went to him. So the kids end up being a 13 year old. By the way, I still do all my dick sucking jokes that I'm t- talking to you guys about. And I'm like, what the fuck, dog? So I start talking to him. And for the first time at an actual live show, I did the famous podcast where I'd be going like, ooh, because that motherfucker was wearing a fucking Nirvana shirt. And I was like, dude, I don't even know where to take this set because I feel fucked up talking about certain shit. Like, this nigga's 13. He's a baby. And so I was like, um, and he had a Nirvana shirt. So I was like, oh, you're a rocker fool. And he's like, yeah. And that's I went like, ooh, but I can't even do it right now. My voice fucked up, but y'all know what I'm talking about. You feel me? But anyway, and that was a fun time, bro. After that, his mom followed me on Instagram. She was right next to him. Shout out to her. Obviously, one of my pipe. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But uh, anyway, so that, that's been a lot of fun. And then after that, um, this week, I don't think I had, oh, this past week, I had a few shows. I did, dude. All right. So here, I'll go up this weekend. I'm going to tell you guys about this weekend and I'm going to wrap it up. I don't even, how long have I been recording? How long is it? 29 minutes, that's fine, I'll, show, I'll drop a short one, I don't want to bore these people, but, dude, so fucking, um, I get a text message from, remember I told you guys about the Asian homie who lost his Hublot watch 
at at the bar after we did the Rene Vaca show. He lost a real Hublot watch. He was offering the fucking manager like what thirty thousand dollars to if you. He said like, if you got it, I'll give you thirty k right now. Give me back the watch. And the dude's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have the watch. Whatever. So, dude lost his fucking Hublot watch, and then um, he was a rich motherfucker. I guess he went back to L.A. Well, he ends up sending me a text on Thursday. Right, the only show I had booked this weekend, I had a. I had a a kidney fundraiser. There's a guy who 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 in 2014 got diagnosed with a kidney failure, and he's you know when you get on those organ lists, you know I guess it's a long wait. So he's been waiting for eight years to get a kidney transplant, and uh, I guess he got caught. Well, he they told him like, okay, well you're 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 like basically like next, you're at the top of the list, so you're you're gonna get a kidney very soon. So that he was like, bet. So now, you know, obviously getting a kidney is not cheap. So, you know, they're doing fundraisers or whatever. So I got invited to the, um, I got invited to this fundraiser and, um, and, uh, I, anyway, I got, I got, I got invited to this fundraiser and I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll fucking, I'll donate my time and, uh, and, and I'll help this out. Cause I felt like it was a good cause. You know, I, I was like, I don't know. You never know what, you know, I'm not, not, I'm not saying I wanted to do it for good karma, but I was like, you know, I like, it was in my heart. You know, I was like, fuck it. They want me to be part of the organization, part of the, 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 the fucking fundraiser. I would love to be part of it. You know, I knew that people were going to be there and I was like, fuck it. And I could stretch my legs. I could do a set. You know, again, I don't do comedy for the money. Obviously the money comes later, but I, I do it for the love of the art. So I was like, fuck it. I'll do the show. So I agreed to do the show. Not only did I agree to do the show, but the guy that were, the guy had already seen me on a previous show. So they requested me, but he requested me by name. He was like, I want Ken Flores to be there. So I was like, fuck it. I'll be there. You feel me? And that should make me feel good. Cause it's like, he doesn't, he doesn't want just any comedian. So I was like, fuck it. So they booked me on this show. Right. And on Thursday, the night before this kidney transplant or the, the, the night before this fucking you know, kidney fundraiser show, I get a text message message from the Asian dude. And, I, and I'll read the exact text message, so I'm not fucking mixing up fucking words or anything like that. Um, so this dude texts me, and he's like, um, brother, we're on the way to Ohio for Dave Chappelle's show tomorrow. We'll pass by Chicago. If you want to tag along, if you want to tag along, dot, gonna pick you up, question mark. Like, as in, like, old scoop, nigga, be ready type shit. And, bro, like, I wanted to, like, I've never wanted to do something so bad in my life. Because I knew I was like, you know what, worst case scenario, I call off work on Friday. I We dipped to Ohio the whole weekend. It ain't shit. All I got to do is cancel the, the, the kidney show or whatever. <clears throat> but, like, in my heart, bro, I feel like I couldn't fucking... I couldn't bring myself to tell the guy, hey, bro, I'm not going to be able to make your fucking fundraiser. Even though you requested me by name and you confirmed multiple times if I can still do it leading up to the day. And every single time I told you, yes, I'm going to cancel the day before because I want to go to the Dave Chappelle show. And at first, I thought that this motherfucker was going to the Dave Chappelle show as an audience member. I'm like, oh, okay, he's going to fucking kick it out there. You know, probably got some cheap tickets. He's doing some gigs on the road because they were driving. So he's doing some gigs on the road on his way here. You know, like, you know, like comedian, just a working comic shit. You feel me? Like they just hit the road, knock a few gigs out, get some money, do what you got to do, and then get some gigs on the way back. You know, it's just the life. Eventually, I want to be doing that shit, you know, hopefully soon. But anyway, so this dude, um, so I'm like, you know what, bro? Like, as much as I want to, like, and I also got to get ready for this big show at the Copley Theater, too. So I'm like, fuck, as much as I want to go in Ohio and fuck it off, you know, I have to stay home. I was like, my work won't let me get off, and I'm not going to be able to make it. And he kind of, like, 
text me like, are you dumb type shit? But he was like, all right, you know what I'm saying? Do what you got to do. And that was that, you feel me? That was, the, that was the last conversation we had. And then I went to the transplant show on Friday. I did the show, did 25 minutes. The mic kind of was coming in and out. So I feel like some of my jokes were killing and some of my jokes weren't landing at all because people couldn't hear shit I was saying. But regardless, I had fun. By the time I got off stage, I was fucking sweating. Did probably 25 or so. I ended up, um, we ended up, uh, start to head home, right? We're heading home from Arlington Heights. That's where the show was at. And, uh, bro, this dude that, that went to the Dave Chappelle show starts posting on his Snapchat story. Bro, this motherfucker is kicking it with Michael Shea at a food truck. Michael Shea is the, the head writer of SNL and a very popular stand-up comedian, like, like he's the shit. You feel me? like Michael Shell? Check out his specials on, on fucking on Netflix. He's 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 the shit. And then uh, and then he was chilling with uh, some some guy from the show New Girl. Honestly, it was dark in the snap. I couldn't tell who the fuck it was. But he's like at the after party the day. Like he's with the comedians from the show. Like he's kicking it with Dave Chappelle. Like I could have been with him. Kicking it with big names, rubbing elbows, networking. Your net worth is your network, whatever. The fuck I said at the beginning of this episode. But, uh, dude, I was like, fuck my life, bro. I decided to fucking do this weak-ass fundraiser for this weak-ass kidney. I could have been with Dave Chappelle. (laughs) But the only thing that made me feel good, the only thing that made me feel good that I didn't fucking go was that the next day... After after that, so that not Friday, but on Saturday, on Saturday, the next day, the girl posted the girl that the guy's sister, not the guy who's getting the kidney, but the guy's sister. She posted on her fucking on her on her on her Facebook. She's like, hey, just want to let you guys know that we got the call late last night. Um, they had the kidney, you know, you know, shit happens. Like sometimes there's a car accident, you know, the kidney you need is, it becomes available if somebody loses their life and they're an organ donor. So you can get the call at any time of the day, you know? So she got the call last Friday night after the show, I'm assuming. And, uh, the guy went into surgery right away the next day. So, you know, the, that motherfucker got a new kidney now, bro. And I feel like I was part of that. You feel me? Like I was part of that. And now you feel me? He's doing good. And I don't know, you know, it made me feel a little bit better. I was like, you know what? Like. I'm going to work my way into, like, meeting Dave Chappelle eventually, meeting the big comics, getting into those festivals. Like, I'll work my way there eventually, but this is what I had. This is what, you know, again, I don't get religious on this podcast, but this is what God had planned for me at this time. So I fucking did it. And at this time, we're about 80 tickets sold of the Copley Theater. Like, so we're still shy, like, 120 tickets of selling out. So I was like, all right, well, at least we're at 80 tickets. I go to sleep. Or I'm drinking Friday, right? I'm drinking Friday after the fundraiser. Like we're kicking it, we're fucking having fun. I get a text message from Gamal, the the you know from Daily Insomnia. He texts me. He's like, "Bro, we have 40 tickets left." That means that overnight after I did that kidney fundraiser, about what would that be? Like a hundred? Yeah, like like 80 tickets sold. So the tickets doubled in sales that weekend, bro. And then on top of that, um. On top of that was not even the biggest part, right? This is this is this past so this Monday I'm recording. So this happened on Friday. So literally this weekend. If you're listening to this, probably what Tuesday morning by the time you're listening or Wednesday morning or yeah, Tuesday morning, because Monday today. So you're probably listening to this tomorrow. Or if you listen to a night of your real nigga, then shout out to you, bro. But anyway, this happened on Friday. So this is all this weekend I'm talking about. That just happened. Um anyway, so then that happens. So so now we're at 120 tickets sold Saturday morning. I'm fucking feeling good. On top of that, I start getting um 
I told you guys that there's this there's this HBO there's this HBO Max producer that follows me on on Instagram. Uh, shout out to Avi Sanchez. He tagged me on a story one time, and I was murdering on at a theater show we did in, in Indiana. And he tagged me, and ever since that day, that HBO Max producer followed me. I follow him back right away. I never DM'd him because I wasn't like I, I didn't want to be like, oh. Uh, um, you know, I don't want to write his nuts or whatever. I don't want to be annoying, especially since he just followed me. I was like, fuck it. I'd rather, you know, be working, post up that I'm constantly at shows, post up that I'm, that I'm, my reels, you know, like I'll put in the work. Eventually he'll hit me up, you know, and, uh, this motherfucker. So that night he likes a few of my reels. One of them being the fucking, um, the one that I had, the last reel I had posted that said that, that it was like, oh, I'm not, um, I celebrate pride month. I'm not gay. But I've taken some shits that make me wonder. Like, I, I did that fucking bit, and I posted it, and it was sitting at, like, I don't know, I want to say, I was sitting at, like, 800 likes. So, it, it was doing good, you know, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't crazy. And the reel before that that I had uploaded, it was the Laugh Factory actually uploaded. We did, like, a collab post, and that one is like it had, like, 3,000 likes. So, I, now I'm, like, I'm trying to hit 3,000 again, you feel me? Like, I don't want to be fucking stuck at, you know, 800. Like, I want to hit, I don't want to hit the thousands in likes. So, anyway, I, I'm kind of whatever. You know, I would, I would, I'm happy about it, though. I'm happy. I was like, I fuck it. I put out content. It's out there. Whatever, you know. So, it's out there. Bro, so Saturday, the day after the kidney fundraiser, my shit just starts going up. I think I was maybe sitting at, like, 30K views. So, it wasn't doing horrible. Or maybe, maybe it was less. Maybe it was, like, 20K views if i'm not mistaken but it, it, it was doing all right and then i don't know where like my shit just starts shooting up start shooting up start shooting up heroin nigga no, yeah, but but it fucking like it starts going up you know people are commenting people are dming me and i'm and my follower i you know start getting like a couple you know maybe like 10 15 followers at a time and my shit's going starting to go kind of kind of hot right so i'm like all right like fuck it i'll take the love you feel me like why not you feel me I don't know what the fuck happened. There was a point, like, something happened where it went from, like, 30K to, like, 80K. And now, at this point, I couldn't keep up with the comments or the like. I was like, what the fuck? So, I'm on my phone all day Saturday just refreshing, like, watching everything come in, like, followers and everything. And I'm like, what the fuck? Then, my goal was to hit 5,000 followers by the end of this year. That was my goal. I was sitting at about 3,900, 3,800 um, last week. Last week, so literally last week, I'm sitting at 3,800. So I was I'm about to hit 4,000. Hopefully, after the Copley Theater show, I'll hit 4,000 followers. And again, not because, oh, I'm chasing clout, whatever, but it's just because, nigga, I'm in the show business. Like, the more eyeballs I get, the more my, 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 my name is worth, bookings, all that shit, you know? So I'm trying to grow that page. And um, I, I, I looked, and I hit 4,000 followers. This is, like, Saturday in the day. So I'm like, oh, like, this is fucking... This is fire, you know, like, I'm, 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 this is growing, bro, this whole weekend, my shit's been going nuts, bro, I ended up, my, that reel is about to hit 400,000 views from the 80,000 views that it was at, comments is up the ass, likes, it's over 20,000 likes now, and followers, bro, I, I'm thinking I'm at like 7,500 right now, so, my new goal is now 10,000, shit, if I can hit, JV talked about 25,000, so, fuck it, we're gonna keep pumping content out and keep growing that shit, but, then next thing I know, I get a text message from Gamal. So now now, now I got like 7,000 followers I'm sitting on. Top of that, Gamal texts me. He's like, bro, we got like 10 tickets left for the show. So I'm like, hell yeah. Like, let, let's fucking... Uh, Let's fucking get it, you know. So I'm, so I'm, I'm fuck, I'm fucking happy. I'm, I'm fucking like, I'm happy, bro. I'm like, damn, this is good karma. I was talking about, you know, I did this guy's fucking kidney fundraiser, and, and now it's all coming. Like everything I want, like I'm selling, about to sell out the show. Followers are coming in, like this shit's going up. And sure enough, bro, we this morning we fucking, 
we sold that bitch out, man. We sold that bitch out. Zero tickets left. And, uh, you know, the, you know what I'm saying? I just posted another reel right now. And, I, like, literally, I just posted, like, I uploaded it, and then I started recording this. So, I don't even know where I'm at with anything. I got to go check right now. But, anyway, like, I'm, I'm going to keep the content. Now that the followers are there, I'm going to keep the content flowing. Then I got the podcast out. So, I'm going to share that on my story. Hopefully, people get into that. The podcast starts growing a little bit more. Shit, people are DMing me. Now. Like, people were DMing me talking about oh you need to come to texas you need to come to la you need to come to this but now i got people dming me saying what what do we need to book you out here like what, what we need to do to book you out here in in philadelphia so i might be going to philly soon i just hit them up i was like yeah well nigga pay for my fucking hotel and plane ticket and give me a little cash on the side something you feel me i don't know i don't want to lowball myself but at the same time like i want i'm trying to go on the road i'm trying to do this shit for real you feel me so I, I don't know. I guess I, I need a, I need a fucking manager, nigga. I need I need a manager in the industry for sure. Come on, we go. I'm gonna get us out the hood, nigga. Just believe in me, please. But anyway, um, fucking um, on top of that, uh, I was just about to say what the fuck. I was, I was just about to say some other shit. I fucking forgot what the fuck I was gonna say. Damn, I fucking forgot what the fuck I was gonna say. It, it was about it was about fucking. It was some, it was about a show too, but I fucking it don't even fucking matter anymore, but. Dude, dude, shout out to the people, man. For real. Y'all had y'all had time to buy these tickets and y'all didn't fucking buy them and now they're gone. But anyway, um dude, I feel like I'm forgetting something that I really wanted to talk about, but now I can't even talk about it. Anyway, Copley Theater, if you copped your ticket, historic moment. We about to fucking have a fucking we about it's about to be a movie for real. And then they just renovate it so it's all nice as fuck. And then we're doing an after party, I believe, at Gillerson's. I'll confirm the day, night of the show and shit, man. But I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I'm excited for everything that's coming. And uh, fuck it, nigga. We got to, you know, film, we got to work a little bit harder now and and double up, you know, fucking again. But it all starts from the support in Aurora. Like I said, a lot people always say, oh, you're, 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 you're the biggest support comes from outside of your hometown. But I don't know, bro. I, now, I do get a lot of people that show me love now from out, out of the state, but Aurora's always been, you feel me? Like, y'all niggas always been down with me since day one. Like, draft picks when I did my first fucking show, you feel me? Shit, I did Copley Theater and sold that bitch out already, you feel me? I had tickets for $10. I was selling them bitches door, not door to door, but we was on the pull-up. Me and Chin's on the pull-up selling these tickets, like, hand-delivering them to people, you feel me? So, you feel me? It's, it, it just feels good that now we could, you know what I'm saying? We could do it again. I could bring people more opportunities. And now I'm actually a good comic, so I feel like it'll be worth the money. I feel like, I, dude, at that time, dude, I can't believe I booked that venue. I sold it out. And the set that I did was the first time I, I was ever even doing it out loud. I was literally just doing open mic material at a fucking sold out theater show. So now I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to do the crowd work. I'm going to bake y'all ass. I'm excited, bro. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm thankful. I'm everything, bro. I'm going through a lot of emotions right now. Anxiety's up the ass. Been eating like crazy. I need to fucking slow down before I fucking die before the fucking show. But I feel like once this show's over, it'll be a lot of pressure done. But at the same time, it's like, fuck, the whole roller coaster is like... It's just a whole roller coaster of emotions of like, oh my God, is it gonna sell out? Are we gonna be doing a fucking show for fifty people? Like, I, uh, and uh, it's just it was a lot, bro. It was a lot, but you feel me that you know God came through. Shout out to my nigga, got a new kidney. You feel me? I fucking I basically blessed him. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. Now <laughs> I'm talking shit. Anyway, so the Dave Chappelle thing happened. You know the the whole IG shit happened, man. And I mean, you guys already know I was on TikTok. TikTok, you know, putting out content consistently. I had built about, I got about 20, 20, 28,000 followers right there. So it's not, you know what I'm saying? I, I got a little bit of a platform there, but 
TikTok feel fake to me. You feel me? Like I feel like I don't. I don't know. Like like I love it and I like it. And the 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 three thousand eight hundred followers I had was because of TikTok. Because you know what I'm saying. Like I was at a thousand for the longest and two thousand. But anyway, TikTok helped me a lot. People were coming to my IG from TikTok. But uh, but this shit like being straight off of Instagram and Instagram Reels, it feels a little bit more real. Like now, and then again, this is not just this is just me to kind of give you a a a, a fucking. Uh, yeah, perspective. It's like, like my stories on average would probably get 180 to tops. It would be like 300 views on, on like a, on like a decent story. Now I got, I put, again, this is, I just posted my first story. Um, this like, that wasn't a repost of my, uh, uh, I don't know. Nigga, my shit was sitting at, my shit sitting at like 700 views right now in like two or three hours that I posted it or whatever. So now that. Obviously, probably doesn't like I don't give a shit about that. But for ticket sales, especially in the Chicago area, like for Latinx sale, like I, I, I like it's great. You know, I want to I want to grow this shit. You feel me? Like I'm in the fucking business. Like this shit happening, nigga. This shit is happening. The internet is a beautiful, powerful tool that you know things that could have taken you. 10 years, 15 years to accomplish, you know? Because back then, there wasn't no fucking internet. So, like, niggas didn't know you unless you were in their city doing the show and they were there. And then word of mouth, you know, word of mouth is obviously a big one, the biggest one. But the internet now, it's, like, skyrocketing careers. You see, like, you know that dude, Trevor Wallace, who was fucking doing the... He's the Zoomies kid. He's like, sir, dude, like the Zoomies guy or whatever, the, the Zoomies employees be like or whatever. That dude was a fucking open micer basically a feature act let's say he was a feature act let's say he was like at my level doing like feature feature spots you know and i'm not even a feature act he was probably a little bit better than me because he had been doing it way longer than me but he was a feature act and you know a lot of times some feature acts stay at feature acts forever like they don't ever become headliners because i feel like you need to still have a you can have 15 minutes of material 20 minutes of material but to do hours every night like you, you gotta earn that shit and it comes with time but not also that it comes with talent as well because if you're a shitty headliner you're gonna get overshined by your fucking features all the time so anyway you gotta i don't know it, it's a long process but this internet has catapulted people into stardom and if you can sell tickets and you've been doing features and you you got that spark in you that you can start headlining then you pretty much got it made like these people you don't need a big break anymore you don't need a netflix special you don't need an hbo special i mean unless you're listening then i definitely want an hbo special but <laughs> but uh anyway like you don't you don't need you don't need that shit anymore. You just need, you just need to be consistent. Put out, and obviously you need to be good. Like I'm not saying I'm good, but I'm saying like, like if you're shitty and you put out reels every day, but you're wondering why the fuck don't my reels go anywhere? You probably fucking suck. I ain't gonna lie to you, but, but, but like this shit, you feel me? Like I don't know, bro. It's it's fucking going great. So I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm, I'm going through a lot of emotions right now. Mostly happiness, just because of the show and everything that's kind of falling into place, you know. And I've been talking to a few people, you know, and it's just like, damn, like years of work, like I. This is not overnight, you feel me? Like, y'all know I've been doing this shit for a long time. Y'all have been, for the people that have been supporting since day one again, once again, draft pick days, Bally Doyle days, nigga, who's doing Bally Doyle shows, packing that bitch out, nigga. The first comedy theater, comedy shrine, when the comedy shrine was the old comedy shrine, and now, you know, and then they went into the mall, like, bro, like, for real, we've been doing this shit for a minute, you know, people that come out to Chicago to fuck with me, I fucking love y'all. So anyway, comedy theater sold out, we about to go fucking crazy, man. Um, basically, if you're trying to fuck after, just let me know. No, I'm, just gonna... <laughs> I'm talking shit, man. You guys have a good one. Uh, wow, is that it? Yeah, that's it. I don't want to fucking ruin it too much. Um, yeah, man. Y'all have a good one, and I'll see you guys on Thursday, man. And, I mean, if, if you ain't get a ticket, man.
Why are you hating from outside of the club if you can't even get in? <laughs> Y'all have a good week, man. Bye-bye.